48K News. Good afternoon, it's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge opens to the public, but traffic is light. The inquiry looking into shoddy construction work on the MTR Central to Sha Tin Link hears that changes were made to some walls by the main contractor. And a mainland man is sent to prison for eight months for smuggling rhino horn into Hong Kong. Tour groups and visitors from Zhuhai have been crossing the world's longest sea bridge to visit Hong Kong soon after it opened this morning. As Timmy Sung reports from Zhuhai, many of the mainlanders say they'll make use of the road link to visit Hong Kong more often. Coaches carrying mainland visitors have been arriving one after another to the Zhuhai port. After the sea bridge linking the southern city, Hong Kong and Macau opened to traffic. Many were excited to cross the 55-kilometer bridge to Hong Kong. This university student says she thought the experience would be quite special, not just because there was something to see outside the window, but in the past the older generation went to Hong Kong by train or ferry, whereas now the younger generation is lucky to have this national infrastructure. Another visitor said it was unlikely she would ever take a ferry to Hong Kong now that the bridge was opened. I feel very excited about the opening because I think the bridge, uh, this bridge to Hong Kong is very convenient and I can uh, go to Hong Kong uh, direct. What about the ferry? I think the bridge will can more convenient than the ferry. A taxi driver from Zhihai complained there were not clear road instructions, so he didn't know how to get to the Zhihai checkpoint. A Jihai resident also complained the lack of instructions. Also, Manzi took him a while to find the shuttle buses for Hong Kong. The Transport Secretary Frank Chan says the government will monitor the usage of the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge and mobilise more resources when traffic flow increases. Only a handful of vehicles were using the bridge shortly after its opening. The departure hall became quiet soon after the first batch of travellers passed through immigration. Mr Chan says it's normal for such major infrastructure to see light usage on the first day. The capacity of handling is going to uh, increase in, in the years to come because, as we can see, there are roughly about 100 you know, uh, cross-boundary coaches from Hong Kong to the mainland. And also I was given to understand that some 30,000 uh, uh, tourists will be coming over from the mainland to Hong Kong. So we'll, we'll keep close watch of the situation and try to mobilize more resources and enabling our handling capacity and performance so as to give all Hong Kong citizens and passengers a pleasant travelling experience. RTHK reporters in a rented vehicle were among the first passengers to cross the bridge. The clearance took five minutes on the Hong Kong side and the car trip to Zhuhai took around 30 minutes. Immigration Director Eric Zhang was also at the port area. So far it's very smooth and the passengers they can get through our counters very quickly. It's OK now. And of course, we'll, we'll see uh, anything we need. We'll, we'll try to get some improvement. One businessman who was among the first group of people using the bridge said it would provide more opportunities for businesses to connect. It's very exciting. It's uh, going to be time-saving uh, benefits. Uh, it's a uh, comfort. Uh, this is a very exciting day. To other news, the independent inquiry looking into alleged shoddy construction work at the Hongham station of the Shatin to Central Link has been told the main contractor, Leighton, made numerous and some last-minute changes to the design of some walls when it was being built. But the inquiry also heard this was neither unusual nor raised safety concerns. Maggie Ho reports. 
As the Commission of Inquiry pours over complicated engineering documents, Queen's Counsel Ian Pennicott, acting for the Commission, said they wanted to find out whether anything had been changed during the course of construction, and the inquiry was slightly confused and a bit mystified as to what had happened. The director of a subcontractor of Leighton had earlier been shown discrepancies between the original designs and the final structure of some wall panels that it built. Jean-Christophe Gillard of Introfor Hong Kong said Leighton made requests, some at the last minute, to increase the height of some walls and rearrange steel bars. He said one time his company was told to add more steel bars just a day or two before it was scheduled to pour concrete over them. Mr. Gillard said Intrafor followed the instructions by Leighton and made no inquiries, even though it didn't know why the changes were made. When Commission Chairman Justice Michael Hartman questioned whether it was odd to make such requests, Mr. Gillard replied that it was not unusual and not exceptional for a developing project, and none posed any safety concerns. Some of the final constructions also differed from records submitted to the buildings department, and Mr. Gillard put it down to mistakes made during the preparation of records. Mr. Gillard also noted the steel bars and couplers it used were supplied by Leighton, and it would return substandard parts. He said at the beginning it received defective parts a little too frequently, so Intrafor notified Leighton about it, but the witness said those were nothing but usual teething issues. The Transport Secretary, Frank Chan, says the government isn't happy with the MTR's decision not to arrange emergency shuttle bus services after train services on four major lines were seriously delayed last week. The disruptions sent Hong Kong into traffic chaos, with hundreds of thousands of passengers waiting at platforms and bus stops during the morning rush hour. Mr Chan told lawmakers that according to guidelines, such shuttle bus services should only be in place when a section of a line is down. But he conceded that the railway operator made a wrong decision. He spoke through an interpreter. On that particular day, there were delays on the entire line and a few lines. So the shuttle bus service is not appropriate for that situation. And we said, of course, if there is more we can do in such a situation, we should all tap in that kind of resources in order to make traveling easier for passengers. We have made that comment to the MTRCL. A man has been jailed for eight months for smuggling rhino horns from Mozambique. 21-year-old Wei Bin from Fujian province earlier pleaded guilty to bringing in more than three kilograms of the banned item in June. In sentencing, the judge said he considered the defendant didn't do it for commercial reasons and had trusted his boss out of ignorance. The defendant said his boss said the horn was for medical purposes. It's the second prosecution since tougher laws were introduced to combat trafficking of endangered species and the first handled by the district court. The WWS Tracy Tang was among conservationists at the hearing. It set a very good example to the people outside. They know that, okay, smuggling through Hong Kong, they have to pay the cost. But um, for the bit of Hong Kong, we will still monitor the things, what will happen. Because we think that many more cases will be coming. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, says the government has ordered 790,000 doses of flu vaccine as she reminded people, especially the elderly and chronically ill, to get their flu jabs. That's 34,000 more doses than the previous year. Professor Chan said about 1,000 students at two schools which had joined a school vaccination programme had already received their injections. A total of 250 schools have joined the pilot scheme. 
Photos seen by the BBC show the rapid increase in the number of so-called re-education camps in the western region of Xinjiang. It follows claims that as many as a million Muslim Uyghurs are being held indefinitely without trial. Beijing denies the allegations. Here's the BBC's John Sudworth. China calls them vocational training centres, but they don't look much like schools. We visited one surrounded by tall steel walls with guards on the gate. On satellite images, watchtowers can be seen. A detailed analysis of the publicly available images seen by the BBC shows that out of 40 secure facilities identified across Xinjiang in the past decade, more than half have been built in the past two years. Experts tell us that one of the new sites that we were stopped from visiting, with 16 watchtowers, could hold 11,000 people. The U.S. State Department has announced measures against some of the Saudi officials it's identified as being responsible for the murder of the journalist Jamal Khashoggi. The Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said 21 Saudis would have their U.S. visas revoked or be ineligible for future visas. We have identified at least some of the individuals responsible, including those in the intelligence services, the royal court, the foreign ministry, and other Saudi ministries who we suspect to have been involved in Mr. Khashoggi's death. We are taking appropriate actions, which include revoking visas, entering visa lookouts, and other measures. President Trump's national security adviser John Bolton has warned Russia not to interfere with U.S. elections. Speaking in Moscow after talks with President Putin, he said past interference by Russian hackers was objectionable, although it had no bearing on the result. Mr. Bolton is in Moscow just before the November U.S. midterm elections. We're obviously monitoring the potential for foreign interference in our elections、uh, across the board very closely.、Uh, we have two weeks to go until the election.、Uh, I hope there isn't any meddling at all.、Uh, but、uh, it's worth noting that the president signed an executive order about a month ago that will require a report from the director of national intelligence within 45 days after the election on whether、uh, any meddling took place. Mr. Bolton confirmed the two presidents will meet a few days after the vote. Hurricane Willa has made landfall on Mexico's Pacific coast with maximum winds of nearly 200 kilometers an hour. Forecasters have described the storm as potentially catastrophic and have warned of the risk of flash floods and landslides. This American tourist, Oscar Castro, said news of the hurricane took him by surprise. We love coming here. We come here pretty much every year. But the problem is that、um, you know, with this、uh, hurricane, we didn't even know it was going to be a hurricane. We thought it was going to be just a, you know, a storm. And then we, when we checked in, they said、uh, it looks like it's going to be a three to five category、uh, hurricane. So we we're just like, wow, it's kind of freaking us out. The Irish cabinet has asked forensic investigators to dig up the site of a former Roman Catholic home for mothers and babies, where almost 800 infants may have been buried over several decades. From Belfast, here's the BBC's Chris Page. Women who'd been in the home and relatives of children who died there have been pressing the Irish government to authorise an excavation, but a housing estate's been built in the area, and some local people have opposed plans to exhume the remains. The Irish Children's Minister Catherine Zappone has now announced the site will be excavated, and every effort made to identify the bodies. Campaigners from the Chum Babies Families Group have said the decision is exceptionally important, and that the lost children of Ireland deserve recognition. 
Finance news now. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,571. That's 235 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $51 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 112.55 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 14 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 17 cents. To sports news now, and we start with baseball, where Boston pinch hitter Eduardo Nunes smashed a three-run homer over the towering green monster left field wall, and the Red Sox defeated the Los Angeles Dodgers 8-4 in Game 1 of baseball's Best of Seven World Series. The Dodgers are bidding for their first title since 1988, after losing to the Houston Astros last year, while Boston are looking to repeat their success from 2013. To football now, Juventus have made it three wins out of three in the European Champions League. That's after victory at Manchester United, with Paolo Dybala scoring the only goal of the game. The BBC's John Murray was at Old Trafford. The scoreline may have been narrow as Juventus won against Manchester United at Old Trafford for only the second time, but the Italian champions were comfortably superior, particularly in the first half as Juve dominated possession. They scored in the 17th minute. Ronaldo, on only his second time playing against United at Old Trafford, created it with a burst down the right, Paolo Dybala eventually shooting in the match's only goal, but it could easily have been more. United hit a post with a Pogba shot in the second half, but there was little else. And Juventus's defending was so good, Jose Mourinho suggested they could teach it at Harvard. Juve are now five points clear of United at the top of Group H. In the same group, young boys drew 1-1 with Valencia. In Group G, there was a much-needed win for Real Madrid. The holders beat Victoria Polson 2-1 to claim their first win in six games in all competitions. The BBC's Maz Faruqi has more. Real Madrid's 2-1 win over Victoria Paulson is their first victory in all competitions in over a month and will bring some much-needed relief to head coach Yulin Lopetegui. Goals from Karim Benzema and Marcelo gave the defending champions a 2-0 lead, though they conceded late on to give their head coach and the fans a nervous watch in the final minutes. Lopetegui has overseen Real's slump to seventh place in La Liga. Tuesday's result in the Champions League may buy him some time, but speculation continues he won't be in charge by the time Real travel to play their next match at Barcelona in El Clasico on Sunday. Real Madrid are level on points with Roma, who beat CSKA in Moscow 3-0, with Edin Zeko scoring twice. Manchester City are the new leaders of Group F. They beat Shakhtar Donetsk 3-0 in Ukraine, with goals from David Silva, Americ Laporte and Bernard Silva. City moved one point above Lyon, who drew 3-3 at Hoffenheim. City manager Pep Guardiola was more than satisfied. We are in a good position and now we can control our destiny in terms of the result, but... What the pleased the most the way we played. So the result is okay, it's excellent. Because we saw the second half what Shakhtar can do. He pushes a lot. He's a, always they have a talent, talent players. But uh, within a way, it's so important. And now we, we will enjoy tonight and the next day is this victory. And to end the news, a reminder of our top story. The Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge opens to the public, but traffic is light. And that's the news from RTHK.
together Looked up a girl that I once knew frozen I found that I was chosen To be the follower of the deity Make myself scarce while they come to play bargain From my body and soul All the things go around and surround me I won't go, I need the ozone I want to cuddle up behind your backbone I never stay long while I'm not wanted I feel haunted You're gonna 